Are you well? I am fantastic, Porik. How are you? I'm okay. I'm all right. We're uh, we're going straight in here with the topic, and the topic is consistency, which is funny because this is cons- Thursday. Th- th- <laughs> this is Thursday, so we've consistently missed our, our day to record this two weeks in the trot. I actually thought this was a really good underlining of consistency because we consistently tried to get the recording done, but at the same time, if there wasn't a level of consistency about us, we would have just jacked it and said, ah, fuck it, we'll do next Tuesday. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast at the start of the week and it said 90% of podcasts pull a pin after three episodes. So we've made it past that. There you go. And now, is, that our, is that the listener? Sorry, or is that a <laughs> <laughs> It could be 90% <laughs> of the listener drop away. That is the case in this next stats even worse again. So 90% of those who make it past three don't make it past 20. I think this is nine of it. So we have another 11 to go to break into the, the 1% club. We bonds. Yeah, we bond. I think we've got it in us. We could have 1% of a listenership as well, but we'll, we'll persist. I hear Shannon playing at the odd time, and it's very strange to hear me talking in another room. I, it freaks me out a wee bit, but I it's nice to have uh, it's nice to have the, the missus listening and hearing another side to me. I suppose maybe tell me about this. Tell me about consistency, big lad. What are we talking about today? Well, a theme that I that I've sort of I suppose a mantra almost that I've used with a lot of people and with myself over the last number of years is that consistently good beats occasionally great and i think the thought process behind that is a lot of us fall foul of putting all our energy into any given task and burning out and getting so far and then taking a foot off the paddle and slipping back maybe or meandering or just not seeing the, the continued progress and the reason being is because we're just not very consistent at applying ourselves. So any number of examples, you know, in the game that we're in, weight loss, pound a week, doesn't sound like much. Do it over a year, 52 pounds is a hell of a lot more than the person who comes in and bangs off a half a stone in a month and then you never see them again. And generally the next time you see them, they've more than half a stone on. And that goes both ways too, pounds off or on. They sneak on and they sneak off, but they go on and off just the same. Yeah, strength's the same. You know, we're as coaches, you talk about progressive overload. You know, we're slightly either increasing the volume which you're lifting, or the weight which you're lifting, or the time under tension in which you're lifting it. And if you're consistent with that, you get stronger. And if you if you don't show up, you don't. And it's it really is as simple as that. But it's probably one of the most overlooked components of success is consistency, and that's success with regards to anything, with business, uh, I found whenever, you know, I'm in this game a little bit longer than you. Yeah, yeah. And I was out on my own before you were out in your own as well in terms of getting my brand out. And I think one of the big things that stood to me, and this is going back, you know, eight, nine years when whenever I launched PG the PT, and it was that I was consistent. I was consistent, like I posted every couple of days without fail for years and years and years. And it built up a big following and it built up pretty much what my business became and what, you know, what we have in front of us now is just because it's that compounding effect. Same as your, 
like your Wednesday words of wisdom. That's once a week, every week for how many years? It was going on eight years, seven years. Mm, Like what about that for consistency? And it got to the point where it became a part of people's routine to expect that because they knew you would deliver it. And that consistency is what separated you from maybe, you know, 95% of the other fitness professionals on the radar of, of people who, who knew about you. And I think if we can get people starting to think a little bit more about consistency and how they can apply a more consistent approach and be consistently good as opposed to worrying about being occasionally great, then we're going to see a marked improvement in the long-term health and happiness and fulfillment of anyone who's listening. So whenever I, whenever I said to you about consistency, what, what did you think or where did you think I was coming from? Well, the, a few things that popped into my head now that you've opened it up for me, but the one thing that I thought, and it's something that I use um, daily, if not weekly, if not daily, with our newest members that join the gym, uh, the trialists, when, they, when I sit them down for the welcome session, I finish our we welcome session with the same sort of mantra or rallying call, if you want, um, because we offer a 30-day trial, and the word trial, it's the word trial. It's not a challenge. It's not a competition. It's not a 30 day result. You're not going to get your, what you want at the end of that 30 days. And I always tell them the same thing at the end of your 30 day trial, we will have deemed this a successful trial based on two things you can produce, which are consistency and effort. If you can bring consistency and effort into the mix in that first 30 days, if we can build a habit of building consistency. So I keep telling them, look, if you can just show up, if you can get here and we can get our hands on you two to three times a week consistently, then you'll get whatever you need from this and whatever it is that you want from this. And then if you plug in the other side, which is the effort, then that's the secret sauce and consistency and effort uh, extrapolated over a period of time. That is what's going to get your results. I, I've said it in the past, um, a shitty program done 52 weeks of the year will beat hands down the best program in the world done for three or four weeks and then never looked at again. The, the, programming is important don't get me wrong obviously if you're doing the right program over a period of time it's much much more enjoyable much more um results oriented but it still will trump consistency still will trump that one six week burst that you give it and then never look at it for the rest of the year and it is it's a way of looking at things it's a it's a mindset it's a i suppose nowadays our attention spans are that short because everything is instant gratification Everything is instantaneous. We're we're triggered by beeps and bleeps and and notifications. So we don't have a great attention span. So consistency is tough. It's tougher now than it ever has been because we're we're drawn our attention and our, is drawn in many directions and we're distracted. We're we're pulled into things that maybe don't concern us online and um our attention is basically spread a lot thinner. So consistency can be hard because our focus is maybe spread. I find that. For me personally, when you talked about the Wednesday words of wisdom that I wrote for a long period of time, I started that by accident. And then I said something. And to me, it's all about character and what kind of person is it that you want to be. So I said something, I wrote something in one of the Wednesday words of wisdom very early on because I got feedback from somebody that said that they read one and it it had really helped them. And it was something that we're going through. And I just used that for the next topic. And I wrote look, I'm going to write something every Wednesday. So I'll be here and you can rely on me to be here and I'll write something and I'll give thoughts on something and I'll talk about my experiences with life and I'll hopefully touch on 
things that maybe you're working with and dealing with and hopefully that'll help and we'll, we'll all move forward together and once once I'd said that it, there was never going to be a doubt in my head that I was going to show up every Wednesday and write something there were times when I accidentally posted that I tried to schedule a post on Facebook and not being that technically literate I posted it and I posted it on the Monday or the Tuesday and I said to myself well sure that, that'll do that's one done for the week I had told them that I would be there on a Wednesday. So I wrote another one for the following for the Wednesday coming. So there's times where I put out two in the week because of my technical uh, prowess. But to me, that was a, I said I was going to do something. So I did it. And ultimately there is, there is a great definition of consistency. Consistency is showing up to do the thing you said you're going to do long after the notion of when you said it has left you. And I think that's what consistency is about. So it will all if you peel it all back again, and I think we 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 always come back to something along these lines. It's it's ultimately what is it you want out of this, and and what is it you said you're going to do, and does it mean enough to you to keep showing up and to keep making that uh, commitment? There's two things on it. With regards, what do you think people should aim to be consistent with? Before you give an answer on it, I think sometimes whenever you're you can be unknowingly consistent by just showing up. I'll give you two examples. One of my, one of our clients, one of the level up clients, he's been with us every Tuesday and Thursday for the last four years, pandemic with Stanton. And he is got himself just in the extraordinary shape. And he wouldn't have been in bad shape, but he's got himself in absolutely phenomenal shape. But he doesn't see how good a shape he's in because all he does is make sure he never misses, comes in, follows the program, never misses. He might like literally might never have missed a session as our doors have been open. He has been in every Tuesday and every Thursday. And there was one of the boys who would have shared that group setting with him, who was, Oh, he made a missed about three months and he came back in and he goes, frigging hell, he is in wild shape. What are you at? What have you been doing since I was away? What's that and, secret sauce he's been giving him? And it's, and you know, he just said, I'm just showing up. Like, I'm just coming in. I'm just, I'm doing nothing different than I've been doing, except I've just kept doing it. And it's the same thing. I was training last Monday, and I, there was one of the guys from the Jiu Jitsu club came back, and I hadn't seen him. He must have just took a couple of months off for an injury or something. And I gave him a tough time. Like, I gave him a tough wall roll. And he goes, What? You must be doing some training, man. You're getting some sessions in. Give me a lick in there. I said, I haven't I? All I've been doing is just turning up every week. And to me, it doesn't feel like I'm getting any better. It feels like I'm getting further away from where I want to be. But you just get that reminder now and again that when somebody maybe who is on the same path as you does take that time away and steps away and, and doesn't show the same consistency, effort, and discipline that you do, that maybe you need to give yourself a little bit of a pat in the back for staying the course. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I think when it comes to consistency, you started off the pod um, with saying something very, very apt. When it comes to consistency, we need to set our uh, expectations from the outset a bit more intelligently. Consistency to me, if I like, whenever I, I deal with people in the gym, whenever I'm chatting to people, like I like, unfortunately, people who come from a background of maybe never training before. Um, Maybe they're walking into training and we'll, we'll, we'll use training as an example, exercise training, the gym, whatever you want to call it. Um, if you haven't come from an, an exercise background or a sporting background, 
then you sort of look at this as a sort of maybe a means to an end. It's I'm going to do this to get this. But reality is you're not you're you're going to reside in this body that you, you're in for the rest of your life. That's it. You've got, you've got one vessel. You're going to float through life in it. You're one of the ways that we look after our bodies is by exercising. We're exercising the body. We're exercising the muscles, the joints, the ligaments, the tissue. And we're making sure that the vehicle that we're traveling in is maintained and kept up to scratch. So if we take our step back and say, look, actually, you know what? Exercise, this exercise thing is something I'm just going to have to be doing for the rest of my life. So if we, if we look at it that in that lens, instead of trying to f- squeeze in five or six workouts a week for four weeks and trying to cut weight for a holiday or a wedding or whatever, and that's fine to do that as well, by the way. But if you're looking at exercise and consistency and how, how do I stop having to start again, um, then zoom out and say, right, what's the minimum effective dose? If you can get to the gym 45 minutes to an hour uh, at a time, then your minimum effective dose is probably two to three times a week. If you're doing a full body session, two to three times a week, there you go. There, there you've got your recipe there. That's what's what you need to be hitting two to three times a week, 45 to 60 minutes. Um, and that's going to be consistency. That's going to bring you the greatest yield in terms of results over a period of time. Now, you're going to have to do that for the rest of your life. There's no end point. So then you look at, right, what, what do I enjoy doing? It has to be a full body exercise. I do recommend resistance training because it's, just been scientifically proven to be one of the best forms of exercise for your body in terms of injury prevention, health, strength, gains, uh, rolling back the years in terms of making your body feel and, and perform at a younger level. But find something you truly enjoy. And there's loads of gyms out there. Go and try them. Like we offer a trial, you offer a trial. There's loads of gyms out there offer a trial. That's for a reason to come in and try what they do to see if it's for you and then crack on. After that there, make it sticky uh, that's the one thing that i f- tell people to do is don't try to shoehorn this thing in around everything else that you're doing give it a place like schedule it like you would schedule important things in your life um if i have a dentist appointment my dentist i go to the dentist whatever it is every six months or whatever and he texts me um a week before and then a on the day of, or the day before on the on an hour before and that's all automated but he's made that so that i can't i can't fucking miss that like i can't say oh geez i forgot about that like He's made that sticky for me. So I, I have no problem showing up to the dentist. Now, when it comes to consistency, I train every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I just have that time to myself. And I've set aside those uh, that hour so that I know that I get that done. And I feel better when I have it done. So I, I'm not training for anything in particular at the minute. I'm, I'm not training for any sport or I'm not training for any photo shoot. I know we joked about a bit of photo shoot on WhatsApp one day, but that's not, not going to happen. But um, <laughs> I'm training because it makes me feel better physically mentally everything and i know that i have more energy whenever i train consistently so i need to find a way to get that in consistently so i look at my schedule i pencil that in and i make it happen i make it sticky i take my stuff with me on the days that i'm meant to train i don't have to leave anywhere to go and get it all the wee things all the wee hurdles that could potentially come up i try to eradicate them before they come up so my my tips for people who who train after work or before work um is get your gear packed the night before put it in the car don't even leave it in the hallway put it in the car leave it somewhere where it's it's not a question of oh geez i forgot my bike because we're good at forgetting things very good at it um and if you're training after work go straight to the gym after work don't go home to get changed or anything bring your stuff with you go to the gym after work make things stickier by making them easier for yourself and that's just one more way of, of adding another layer of consistency into your into your habits yeah so consistently good beats occasionally great. Get out of that quick fix mindset and strap in for the long haul. And then 
you know, where a, a year seems, I was talking to, talking to Helen yesterday that we were in 10 years ago since we were away and 10 years, you're like, what, where did that go? Whenever you're at school, seven years seems like the longest time ever. And there's 10 years gone on a blink. So just strap in for the long haul and be consistently good at the things that are important to you. And I think you'll, you'll see what you want from it then. And that's it. You said it there again. The things that are important to you. Spend a bit of time thinking about the things that you're trying to get better at or whatever it is that you're trying to gain consistency over. Pick it apart in your head and say, what am I, well, does this mean enough to me to put in this effort and to, to create systems within my day and within my week to make sure that this happens? Because if it doesn't, ultimately it's going to fall away. Like I've, I've done loads of stupid things over, over in my days. Tried to uh, learn the violin. I've tried to do, do I've tried loads of different things. And they were whims. They weren't actual things that I wanted to. Anything I've wanted to succeed in, I've ultimately got there because I, I wanted it. I remember, remember me and you um, had a wild notion about muscle-ups on the rings and the handstands. And we took into that like two men possessed for a good period of months. Now, you're still at the rings. Now, I don't have any rings anymore, but you're still at it. But mm-hmm. we took into that because we'd set ourselves a goal to be able to do this. And yeah, yeah. we didn't give up until we'd done it. And ultimately, we got it. And then I, well, as soon as I'd done it, I moved on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, soon as that. Yeah. Uh, but on, on, the note, on the notion of ridiculous things, taking up your mantle, headspace and bandwidth, my question for you today and this week. So outside of the important things, family, friends, passion projects, work, career, what meaningless rubbish is knocking about that dome ears? Chrome dome ears. I actually shaved my head there too, and I'm, I'm absolutely rocking a Phil Mitchell's day. <laughs> um, <Lynch. laughs> you see him in the news lately? No, I haven't, though. Oh, unbelievable. He's just He's the head of the real union and he's just pulling down the pants of anyone who tries to have a go at him. He's been a breath of fresh air, just totally destroying interviewers, MPs. Uh, look him up, Mick Lynch. Legend. Well, that's that's going to lead nicely and I'll, I'll YouTube him because that's going to lead nicely into my answer. I spend an inordinate amount of time on YouTube lately because remember a couple of pods ago we were talking about the amount of time we're wasting on social media. Well, I, yeah. I, I subsequently got hacked on my email and they somehow managed to get me turf, turfed off Facebook. And that's two weeks ago now to the day. And I'm not missing it. I'll be honest with you. Um, it was a wee bit awkward with through work because I need Facebook to post on work, but I've figured that out. Um, but now I do find myself a wee bit more active on YouTube. I, I, I YouTube things, but it's weird. I have a weird tendency just to go down youtube black holes and i sometimes stop and think what am i watching who are these people and how did i get here um but yeah the things the the non-important things that take up my uh my spare time my my mental capacity i do a lot of reading and i do a lot of listening to audiobooks i actually don't listen to that many podcasts anymore i sometimes give an odd episode of our own one we listen just to see how awful we sound and we don't sound that bad to be honest with you um audiobooks a lot of stephen king um a lot of self-development stuff i'm a cryptocurrency fan which is not a fun thing to be at the minute because the cryptocurrency world is is bleeding but oh it's 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 down hard on his knees it is give us a quick hot take there on crypto hey do uh what is it they always say (laughs) is like i'm no i'm not a financial advisor so don't think this is financial advice 
do your own research, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I suppose you look at everything whenever you're investing in anything is what is your micro belief in the, in the ecosystem? So if you ultimately believe in cryptocurrency and you think it is going to be one of the future players in, in the currency world, then this is actually a really good time to be looking at things and seeing what projects are actually standing the test of this. Uh, there are a lot of projects that are not going to make it out of this bear market. And those are probably the ones if you are invested in, it's unfortunate. You're probably going to lose your money. The bigger players, I think Bitcoin will do fine. I think Ethereum will probably do okay. Um, there are lots of different projects that will do fine out of this. And there are some projects that will actually come out of this stronger off the result of the projects that have died. Maybe staff and members and all jumping ship, but nobody's going to be interested in this unless you're into cryptocurrency i'm going to be talking complete nonsense to you uh, i knew you were gonna i knew that was one of the things that would take up your band but like, so i knew it was coming and uh, I, I'm, i've no doubt it will pique the interest of, of some of the people listening as well well here's the thing right you, like and i was told this way back and whenever i started invested in, in 2017 and it was never invest more than you're willing to lose and i've always stuck stuck to that and as if you've made any gains then you're if you pull out your initial investment, you're always gambling with house money at the end of the day. Then if you've taken out your initial investment there, are, I've, I've, ta- I've gained and lost money um, in equal measure, but I find it interesting. I think it is going to be a big player in the future. Um, it's a nice way to have more control over your own money and become your own bank. Um, but I, it's, it's something I would tell people to get reading about and find out about and educate yourself on. At least you don't have to put any money into it. Um, it's just a thing that, Interest yourself. I'm actually firing you a message now and again and asking you what's going on. Don't no, don't be looking tips on for me at all because um I like doing my only dabbling and my only thing. But it's interesting. We are actually going on holiday now on Saturday. Uh, that's something that's been taken up bandwidth as well because we haven't been on a family holiday yet as a five uh quintet. Is that a quintet? It is, isn't it? A five family is what Caleb refers to us as. So nothing fancy, <laughs> just a five family. Five family, yeah, I like it, Caleb. Uh, so we're going to France on Saturday. So that's been taking up some mental bandwidth as well, thinking how we're going to get through Dublin Airport without being assaulted. Um, getting onto the plane with three kids who have been sick over the last while. Um, and then on the other end of that is looking forward to being in France and having some R&R time with the family. You croissants. Um, croissants. I am going to come home a lot heavier than I'm going away. <laughs> Apart from that, I mental bandwidth, I'm, I've told you in the past, I'm a worrier. So I just, I'd I be looking and worrying about things and, and looking. Then I catch myself on and meditate for a wee while and chill myself out. Um, but I am a big man for going through spells of telling myself I don't need, I, I need to plug out. Like, so don't be listening to audiobooks and don't be listening or don't be listening to podcasts. Don't be reading. Just spend some time with your own thoughts. Uh, I do that because I'm, I, I think that sometimes because I'm, I'm, I'm never allowing myself to be still or my mind to be still to let my mind wander. And then I go through other times where I go the opposite direction. I'll be like, I haven't listened or read anything in a, in a couple of weeks now. I need to, I need to jump back in here because I'm getting itchy. I want to, I want to read something. But so yeah, I, sometimes I do find myself not giving myself enough headspace to, to let. Yeah. I don't think mind. that some of those things, like the, the reading in the South of Ireland stuff, I don't think you could put that into the, the bracket of, of non-productive, main space i but that's it i think we live in a time now where we're constantly there's our attention is constantly being directed somewhere i think there it is very very healthy 
to sometimes just spend time bored to spend time. Oh, absolutely. I do That's this where you're at your most creative. Exactly. And I, breathing I space. sometimes think I'm missing that because I do feel like I, I listen to books on the way to work, on the way back from work. Um, I'll find myself if I've got a spare 10 minutes and there's another kids around, I'll stick on the audiobook and I'll listen to whatever I'm listening to. So I think sometimes I just need to check out that and just say like, Rick, just leave it. You just have silence for a while or I'll stick on music or just let some time be where you just be and don't listen to anything. This is, lo- we're doing lovely segues here because I just talked about music and my question moving swiftly on is about music. Mm-hmm. Now, let's be honest with the listeners this week. We did give each other a heads up because I, I thought my question this week was going to be a lot of dead air because you're going to have to think about a lot of these here. So we did give each other a wee heads up this week. Just we're not going to do that again because I like the organic nature of even though you give me a heads up, I kind of forgot your question and didn't think about it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I was thinking like, oh, that's easy. And then I never forgot about it. I never thought about it again. So my question for you, big man, is I'm entitling my question this week, the songs of your life. Yeah. So I want to I wanna know what songs make up the life of Porrick Grimes. I've got a list here somewhere. That's what the I'm film soundtrack of my biopic. Well, I've got topics I want you to go through. So we'll start off. This is kind of like a quick fire, but it doesn't have to be quick. So yeah, favorite... we'll, we'll alternate here because I want to hear yours as well. All right, that's dead on. No bother. So favorite song of all time. See, you've started off with an impossible question because that will change with the mood that I am in. So straight out the gate, I don't have a straight answer for you. It could be a more of a band man than a song man. So there's a fair chance it could be a King's Leon track or uh biffy claro track something like that or a random song so i'm i'm already weak start weak start i'm, I'm, I'm calling a mulligan I'm, I'm, I'm playing playing my joker card there and saying i'm not i'm not answering that i got slated yesterday in the gym by a lady kifa if you're listening screw you uh you, you slated me from my favorite song of all time my favorite song of all time is mr brightside apparently that's a terrible song and the killers have so much more better songs. I've told her that music is subjective. It's all about how it makes you feel and your experiences with it and around it. And Mr. Brightside was a song that was playing in my formative years. And I remember many's a great day in the Greenville and the Glavin pogoing like an absolute mental case. Well, them shoulders going flat out. What? <laughs> Mr. Brightside is a cracking song. It's got a anthemic. Oh. It probably... It it falls into maybe that bracket of like Wonderwall and Angels have maybe been overplayed a little bit, but it's still it's still all good. Like, but you don't over, overplay bad songs. Not at all. All right, next up, favorite song of the minute right now. What are you listening to that's really rocking your world? Well, the, I just looked at the last song that I added on to my liked songs on Spotify, and it's stupid by a band called Stone. Now, I don't even know if it's in the charts. I don't know where I heard it. I just, it came up. It mightn't even be new. <laughs> it could be about 15 years old. I have no doesn't idea. Have to be, doesn't have to be. It just, it's a song right now that you're listening to. Well, it's, it's the last song that I added to my like section on Spotify. It's uh, it's like a combination of early Arctic Monkeys and Oasis. So if you can, you can get that vibe, that's what it's, so it's stupid by Stone, if anybody wants to have a wrap their ears around that. I will check that out because they're two good bands, obviously. Well, I'm going with something very topical at the minute, which is a song right out of Stranger Things, and it's Run Up That Hill by Kate Bush. And I remember hearing in the radio thinking, what's this doing in the charts again? I love it, but what's this doing in the charts again? Because I haven't, I haven't finished Stranger Things yet. 
but it really brought me back to Kate Bush again. Like I, I, mean, I remember f- finding Kate Bush a few like many years ago after one of her songs featured in a Ricky Gervais show, and her okay. music unreal it's it's good it's a good it's not Wuthering Heights and it's no Babushka like it's not you know, it's not <laughs> well, Babushka if you, if you like those listen to this woman's work um, Kate Bush it's unreal song it was featured in Ricky Gervais Extras and it's a really really nice song alright next up big man first dance what was the first dance at your wedding so my first dance was a was a hybrid we did the first verse and chorus of Ravelry by Kings Leon. The first line of that is what a night for a dance. You know I'm a dancing machine. And I you know I'm a dancing machine. Oh, and then it quickly segued in the hall of notes you make my dreams come true. So that was that was fun. What a Natalie. I know. Yeah. Was this a band or was this like the the the, the actual song? Was the band playing it? It was a band I you were there like for yeah, sure. I know what was there but I can't remember. Uh you were mesmerized by me moving that's why I was probably out keeping Rose occupied. We took Rose to your wedding, didn't we? You did, which in hindsight, madness. Absolute madness. <laughs> Hers was, we had a weird one because we, we got married in Rome and we didn't have a venue to do a first dancing. And I quickly realized this and got my best man to sort out an iPod and my travel speaker. And I had loaded up with one song and one song only so they didn't fuck it up. <laughs> uh, stick on some weird thing by Rihanna. Uh, it was Paramore, the only exception, and it was a lovely wee song about not leaving in love until they find each other. Lovely, All right, yeah. next up, wee bit morbid, but something I'm always interested in: your funeral song. What song are we going to be playing while we're carrying you in your suit? You know what? I was thinking about this, and I thought, a couple of songs sprung to mind, but then I thought, nah, nah, that's not me. Like, so you know what my funeral song is? As you walk me to my uh, my Rest. whatever, yeah. The Superman theme. Oh, oh, oh yes. So that's, that's what I want. Perfect. That's yeah. perfect. And everybody there that knows you, because there shouldn't be anybody there that doesn't know you, <laughs> uh, will be nodding their heads like in smoke bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went with a song. I was playing around with this being one of my other categories, but uh, I went with Not Afraid, Eminem. That song was pretty big in my life. I, I There's a couple of chorus, there's a chorus in it that really hit home with me. Um, and I think it's a really good tune. And the priest would be horrified when he hears that. He'd make make sure he's a down and our foot lower there. <laughs> throw, throw a bit of closer to the devil. Concrete over that. Here, what about your gym pump up song? So, what are you playing in the background to get you pumped up for that final set of deadlifts? I have a I have a song that I'll play on the on the way to jujitsu every every week. Liberty Bell by Fontaine's DC. Ooh, I some of these I've never heard of. I'm gonna have to check them out. Yeah, the the first line of it's something along the lines. I love this type of violence, and it, it just <laughs> it sums it up quite well. You tapping into your inner psychopath just before you hit him. <laughs> Controlled aggression. Yes, I'm going with another Eminem one, a big Eminem fan. So it's till I collapse. Just a good old fashioned gym song. You stick that up at full volume. You're not there's not there's not a weight in the gym that won't get lifted until you collapse. Next up, guilty pleasure. I'm wrestling with this one, but guilty pleasure for you, big man. See, I I'm not guilty about any of the songs that I like. Uh, there's no wrestling. such thing. Yeah, but probably the it's more of a genre. I uh, like I love movie soundtracks and television soundtracks. Just when you're on about Kate Bush earlier on there, and if, we've talked about this before about how you how like you talk to yourself or how you see things through your mind's eye and in your own head. 
and I said I see everything like a fucking movie sort of. So I love movie soundtracks because yeah. Trent, I always picture myself in in the movie with the song playing. Yes, that's your guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with like, and this is exactly the same. This is why I was wrestling with it because. I've just got to the point in my life where I just don't give a shit anymore what people think this is bad music or good music because it's subjective. Anything by Westlife. And <laughs> and you know what? I have one song that I wrote down as well because I wrote this down thinking not many people will, will expect me to like this and they'll probably all slate me for liking it. So that's the ultimate test of a guilty pleasure. Will Young, Evergreen. I like that song. You can back off and stop looking at me like that. <laughs> it's, it's just not. Not a very good song, like. <laughs> say that because it's subjective. This is the thing yeah. I was saying, Kifa, yesterday. But yeah, I agree with you. It's not that great. You just all right. Go again, right? Live. You, you want me to say my my live live in concert? I have been to a lot of concerts. I have seen a lot of bands live, so I couldn't pin this down to one. So I've got three in front of me here. We've seen seen the Kings Leon about six or seven times, and I can't actually remember where it was that I seen them, but. They sang on call, and there's maybe sixty thousand people singing it back to them, and it was just, it was crazy. It was absolutely uh, spiritual, almost in the the way it was. It was everybody was in unison. It was just bonkers. So that I seen Biffy Claro playing in uh, St James's Market in Belfast. So it's a small cramped. Low ceiling. It's a it's a very good venue for a concert, and there's a song they have. Living is a problem because everything dies, and it's about a two minute intro to it, and it's just the guitar just banging, and the place was lifting. Like I, I think it was to tell you the truth, it's the only song I can remember because I might have had a few drinks. So, <laughs> but for that to stand out, it was it just it was a class looking back on it. The and, fact that uh, that song cut through the drunken haze that was that night yeah. stands titly. And then the last one, we've seen um, Mumford & Sons in Custom House Square. And it, it was the just released, like the, they were only out. Little Lemon was the only song I had out. And I loved that, got the album straight away. And there's a song, The Cave, I think it was our third or fourth single. But there's a part of it that it just builds and builds and builds and builds. And they had the lights flashing completely, like the whole place lit up. It was in the tent, and then it went completely pitch dark. And it did that for about six times, building up, building up, building up, until it went into the full course. And I remember just thinking, again, with a few drinks, thinking this is absolute <laughs> peak living here. This is, this is, it doesn't get much better than this. This is unreal euphoria, just the whole place is lifting. So those are probably my standout three. Some Over good the years, I, like you can tell there the way you're talking about it, that live music is a massive hobby or or love of yours. Like, when's the last time you've been to a live concert? Now, since this whole COVID shit, I haven't been since nah pre pre kids. Never mind pre COVID. Is it the same for you? We haven't been to a concert since before Rose, and uh, yeah. six years. And that's mental. We've been to comedians, but not a concert. Well, my best song that I ever seen live was Jay Z and Kanye West down in the Three Arena in Dublin. Um, I'm a wee bit hesitant about telling you the title of it. I can imagine. Are they located in France? Are they? Yeah. Can you hear that? Yeah, yeah. That's working. That's working. 
that would have been that would have been epic. I would know. Well, the reason that was so brilliant was because they went through the whole song and it was obviously amazing. And then at the end, just as it was getting this crescendo and it just just ended, the place went dark and then a light went on to Jay Z and he just shouted again and they just went through it again. They did that four times and every time they did it, the place got more crazy and more crazy. Um, it, it must have went on for about 12, 15 minutes, that same song, and it was absolutely bananas. That's but good. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant concert. Right, the last one. If your life had a theme song, what would that song be? I know you've sent, you sent this to me yesterday, and I just, I've no, it's just like my favorite song. I don't have a, a direct answer because it would be a, a very uh, much, there'd be chapters. It would, it would stage in too much, would it? Uh, would I? There'd be, there's chapters to a story, like so. There'd be a different song for every chapter. So I, I can't, I can't, and won't give you an answer. <laughs> to, be, to be confirmed. To be confirmed. Yeah. Well, I went with Queen. Don't stop me now, because that's just the way I feel most days. Is just get out of my way. Don't stop me. Just <laughs> stand back. <laughs> stand back. Watch this thing go. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I enjoyed uh, that. Yeah. Uh, everyone got a little insight into our musical taste, so we've probably lost a few a few yes. listeners there. A listenership gone. But hopefully we'll be back next Tuesday. You know what? I'm in France, so we may I have that. To... Just when you said that, I picked pre- that up there. Pre- pre-record this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Consistently good. Beats occasionally yeah. great. Boom. Right. Hope you enjoyed it. Chat this. Good luck.